0: Do you consider yourself an organized person?
1: Well, I kind of believe in organized chaos. See, at my place, we've got a lot of pretty boxes with a lot of crap in them. And when you open that Pandora's box, whoa, I got that. Complete and total chaos. So I kind of believe in organized chaos. Hey all, it's Onika and Jr. and you are dishing with Dainty Dish. How you doing, Jr.? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. What's going on in the world of Jr.? Uh,
0: it's playoff time in dodgeball. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're 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 in our last playoff game, battling for last place. Oh. Yeah, it's been that kind of season. <laughs> A lot of fun. That's um, good. Yeah, I'm just you know doing the improv thing too,
1: and more uh, open mics. So I'm just you know living my best life. Well, hopefully one day on the podcast, you'll share where some of those open mics are so our guests can come and see you. They're open mics
0: so I can work on opening my mic material.
1: Opening (laughs) your mic material?
0: (laughs) It's really more of a workout, a working out thing. Um, Like
1: get the kinks out?
0: Get the kinks out, out. yeah. yeah.
1: Before you do the big show? Yeah,
0: before, yeah. The big, not big shows, but like, you know, regular shows.
1: Regular shows. Yeah, you know. So it's going well? Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm finding
0: I'm finding some some stuff out. I'm <laughs> I'm working some stuff out and bombing a bit. You know, is it's it observational cool. humor? I'm not going to answer those questions with you. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> just, just leave me alone with it. Like I don't care about what your opinion is or no. I about... didn't, I didn't have an opinion. So just, I was I just curious. Like, stop, I don't care about your. I just stop being curious. Curiosity killed the cat. Okay? Amen. So just Amen. leave it alone. Yeah Amen So stop asking me About what I'm doing And answer my question How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Okay Uh, I'm doing well Um, Mental health day Is actually tomorrow So I haven't had that yet But I did have it last week And it went well Um injured myself at the gym again. I'm I'm sorely out of shape. I'm more out of shape than I thought that I was. Um I injured my chest plate this time. Last time it was my shoulder. Who knows what it'll be next time, but I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep pushing and see what happens. And um I had an amazing day at work yesterday actually. My grade 11 English teacher, Miss Rose, came into my workplace. And she saw, like, she was just like a breath of fresh air. She was the same Miss Rose from high school. I saw her and I'm like, Miss Rose. And she's like, oh, Nika. She goes, you look a little older, but the same. And I'm like, <laughs> she looked older too. Like, she had the little grays in her hair. It's not like the same. Because she started at um, my high school the year that she, she did that, our grade 11 um, English course. And I remember one of the first things she said to us was that song by Alanis Morissette, Isn't It Ironic, is not the explanation of irony. And then she explained irony to us. So it was really, really, she was just a really cool person. And I let her know that she was one of the like reasons, her and some other teachers that I had in high school, were one of the reasons that I'm like kind of where I am today in regards to my writing, because they really, really encouraged me. So it was a really, really special moment to be able to, like, measure her, size her, get her in a bra. Like, it was good. So, yeah, that was work. And other than that, nothing else. Nothing else. Everything's going pretty well. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you, JR. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, he's so sarcastic. (laughs) You're such a sarcastic. Um, but I wanted to talk today about disorganization. Um, I thought it would be a great topic just because mom, when, uh, mom and I spoke the other day, she was telling me about how she always knew that I was getting sick when I was, um, like when my room was a mess. Cause I generally keep my stuff neat, like books alphabetized, closed, color coordinated, like everything kind of has its own place, but when I'm in my um, ricketics, as my cousin Nikki would like to call it, my uh I'm not so organized. Um, I'm more cluttered. I'm more unfocused. Um, and everything's kind of a big, big mess. I'm sure you've experienced that with me. Yep. What was the experience? Of your cluttered? My clutteredness. Uh, which one? Which f- He says, which one? Guys, he says, which one? There's been so many. Yeah, I know. There's been been a few. There's been so many. Well, it's just a sign, I think, of people's mental health um, when they're unable to declutter their lives. There's a couple people that I'm aware of in my family that are just, they're just messy they're messy and it seems like they're messy for no reason but there's always a reason behind it being it something like anxiety or depression or they're going through something there's always a reason behind not keeping your area clean like i come into your space all the time and it is decluttered there's not a lot here you know everything's neat everything's tidy you know that's what i'm used to coming into your space with but you go into some other people's spaces And you can't even see the floor Okay um, Have you ever experienced that With other people other than me Like, And have you thought to yourself like, What's going on With them mentally uh,
0: It hasn't actually I actually haven't Thought about it that much
1: Mm-hmm. I don't um, think about it.
0: I don't know. I don't... I like staying in my space. And... I don't like really going into other people's spaces.
1: Because you find it messier than your space?
0: No, I just like my space. And I don't like other people's spaces. I'm just very, like... I don't know. I, my experience is a lot of people's spaces are just messier than mine. hmm And uh, I know... I know the lack of care that I put into my place sometimes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if I'm putting this kind of lack of care into my space and it still appears tidy, like you're in my space right now and you must, you're like, yeah, it looks it looks okay right now, and I'm like, this place is a mess. Like I had people. I
1: mean, it is messier than it normally. Yeah, would like be, I like but... I
0: had people here last night, so hmm. it was, it's it's, a, it's it's in a mess, but uh, it still looks relatively livable. It's w- extremely livable. But I know the lack of care that I put into this. And so sometimes if I'm at someone else's place and I'm like, okay, I know the lack of care that I can put into my place. And this is still... I could still have my mom over here right now and not f- be... Feeling kind feel, of way Feeling kind of way, right? Like, it's it's still clean. Um, so I'm like, okay, if I put this little care in, how much care do you put in? And my parents always, when I was brought up they're always like, how you treat your space is, you know, how you're going to treat the world, the people, you know, out there and just... I don't know. I just it's just a disappointment when people's spaces are messy and
1: Yeah, because your space is a reflection. It isn't just a reflection of your mental health. It's a reflection of your life. I often think if your space is a mess, that your life is a mess. You know, when I go through my depression, I find I don't do things like I don't I don't make up the bed or I don't wash the dishes, and I'll do it for like days on end. You know what I mean? The space still looks decent, but it's it's different. I feel different. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the energy to actually put into my space where I live, you know. And when that happens, that's a problem. Like, that's a huge problem. So I try to always, you know, I made my bed up this morning before I, I left the house. And, you know, I made sure I tidied up. Is there dishes in my sink right now? Absolutely. Because I, you know, ate dinner last night. Didn't feel like washing the dishes. But um, it's like when it piles up. You know, and you can't see your floor and you throw your clothes on the floor and you throw your panties on the floor. And I have a story for my aunt. She 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 had a guest over and the guest left their underwear just on the floor, like just dirty, like didn't put it in a hamper, just troops on the floor. What is that person thinking? What What's going on with them mentally that they think it's OK to go to some stranger's house and leave their drawers on the floor No it's
0: more and more Things of like you, Things you practice at home Are the things you're going to practice Out in, in the street And in the world So If you're a person at home That doesn't have a hamper And you drop your underwear On the floor Then that's what you're going to do When you're out Like it's just
1: It's despicable
0: nah, I mean Call it what you want It's just a habit You, you might have Like uh, My habit is to put Dishes in the sink Right even, mm-hmm. though I, even though I have a dishwasher I put dishes in the sink Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's dumb, but I put it's something I've noticed. Like right now, there's dishes in my sink. There I is. A, I have a dishwasher. There's glasses mm-hmm. in my sink, but I have a dishwasher, so that's a habit. But then that I have. you wash those dishes, don't you, or do you throw them in the dishwasher? No, I'm probably to put those in the dishwasher. Okay, <laughs> but you it's, just it's,
1: start off just in
0: the sink because I, I always that's, that's what I've always done. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a habit, right? Like, or mm-hmm. um, I have a it, I have a hook behind the door in my washroom, um, so I always hang clothes there. Mm. I've done that since I was a kid. I, I just—it's a habit. So if there's a if there's a hook in the wash, I'm probably going to hang my jeans there. Okay. You know, like I don't know. It's week. We these there's like we talked about habits. I think in in a, in a previous episode.
1: I think so. Yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, my habit has always been to because growing up, Saturday was cleaning day. That was like training day for us. Like you had to clean the living room, the kitchen, the bedrooms, vacuum, Suite, mop do the mirrors, do the toilets. Like I grew up in a clean, clean environment minus like my sister's bedroom. Uh, <laughs> I'm whatever. I'm going to call her out. She's a mess. She's one of the messiest people wow. I know. Um, she, she tends to leave her stuff lying around all over the place. And, and because she's the baby, we pick up after her, but there's another, and I'm not going to call out her because I'm, I'm not going to just say, but there's another cousin of ours. Who, um, again, like, her life seems together. Like, she seems to have her shit together. She has her job, her car, her school, whatever it is she's doing. But since I have known this young woman, you never can see her floor. You never can see her floor. I used to sneak when i go to my aunt's house and sneak and see her room. And you could never see this girl's floor. Like, everything was just, it looked like, it looked like, Santa just vomited Christmas presents all over her bedroom. Like, it, it was, it was terrible. And the same thing with my baby sister. Like she's just a mess. And I want to know, you know, my whole thing is why. Like, what is it? What's going on with you mentally that you can't declutter your life? Maybe the realities of life. Uh, I have no idea. The reality of life,
0: and. The idea that you realize you have no control over anything, except for the clutter. I don't know. I'm. I have, I don't know. This is. You're,
1: you're like. I don't know. I have no idea about this one. Like I can't. I can't I help think, you. I think honestly, I think it has to do with a lot of depression and anxiety on people's parts. Like, I think that when people become so depressed about their situations just in life, they can't control themselves i feel like they have no control over their space and it gets to be out of hand but it's not even things like just messiness and cleanliness it's things like being chronically late why would you assume someone would be chronically late like not respect other people's time or schedules like why would one do that do you think
0: you answered your question right there they don't respect other people's time
1: but do you think it's just as simple as that? Do you think it could not be something that's blocking them mentally from being on time or wanting to be on time? Like, it's, it's you, not... You're narcissistic. You're narcissistic? That's what you think it is? It's narcissism? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's you don't respect
0: other people's time, but if you're asking for to say something else, I'm like, okay, I'll throw that out there. But I think it's a matter of not respecting other people's time and not respecting your own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You don't respect your own time, and you don't respect other people's time. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. I think there is
1: a lack of respect. I think it's. I think there definitely is a lack of respect. But again, I am going to go back to a person's mental health. Like, I think it's also a mental blockage as well. Like, they don't sometimes. Like, I I know when I am having it, like an an episode. I don't. I don't think in terms of time. I don't consider time. And it's not because I'm in a narcissistic place. I just don't consider... Like, time doesn't exist to me. Like, five minutes could be five hours. And I might not notice that time passing. Because I'm in such a condition that I can't see, you know, what's going on around me. Like, I remember the episode I had with... um, When I was working at CIBC. And you had to come pick me up that time. Yeah, Um, I was outside in front of the CIBC, having lunch, talking to people, just chatting away, not cognizant of the time, and I was at lunch for what was supposed to be half an hour, for two hours I was gone. And I didn't recognize that I was gone for two hours. They had to call they were calling my parents. They thought I might be at a local bar. Why they thought I'd be at a local bar, I don't know. But I just had no sense of what was going on around me. And I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but you know, these things happen with, you know, when it comes to disorganization, it's it's related to people who have things like OCD or depression or anxiety or mania in their bipolar. Like they're all kind of interlinked. So if that is the case, is it just disrespect? Is it just, you know, not caring about other people or is it about not taking care of yourself?
0: I think you said multiple things there because mm-hmm. I think you you, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you said that people that are late sometimes it could be it could be the it could be based off of a mental health condition such as mania. And then you ended with saying that uh, how did you your how did you end that little thing there because it it wasn't the same it wasn't a mental health thing
1: um it was se- mental health is self care is mental health like I was talking about maybe they don't they're not taking care of themselves Yes,
0: so you're not taking care of yourself so one of them is one of them is a chemical imbalance and one of them is a choice is what i'm what i where, is kind of where i'm what i'm what i'm what i'm seeing from what you're saying mm hmm Okay, so the chemical imbalance where you make poor decisions. Um, and I guess doctors and scientists have said that when someone's in mania and they do things, they're not aware or conscious of their decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's, that's pretty much been in, in a like court of the standard, law. Yeah. Standard court of law, you know, like all that. Okay, fine. Um, when someone is making poor decisions that that comes from a lot of other factors like you know bad parenting and uh um you know being self-centered uh and i i i i, I push largely towards bad parenting cuz the reason i'm clean today cuz don't get don't get it twisted like there was a period of time in my 20s where yeah my floor was covered with clothes and stuff but you know, like, it's things that my parents said as a child. My mother would, like, you want roaches? You want roaches? Okay. <laughs> Live like that. You're going to have roaches. And my dad, and then my dad, by example, by, like, in my household, there was no such thing as cleaning Saturday. That's not happening. It, you clean every day. Clean as you go. Keep the place clean all the time. You see something dirty. That's why you see me. When my floor is dirty, I clean it right away. Amen. Right? So, like, I'm, I'm, there's no such thing as Saturday morning I'm going to get up and clean. No. Because if my floor is clear, dirty Thursday night, I'm not waiting until Saturday to clean it
1: our big thing was the kitchen had to be clean my mom was obsessed with her kitchen and the kitchen had to be swept and mopped every single night dishes done or in the dishwasher that was a given everything else was like no, so, on a Saturday but,
0: but, but like I'm saying though it's like so for me it's my kitchen because I've worked in commercial kitchens as mm-hmm. well and then it's the washroom and it's the bedroom like those places are clean and that's all I have in here <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean the place has got to be clean but uh I think it's that comes down to bad parenting. Like if if you if you if it's not a chemical imbalance,
1: it's bad parenting. But what about your emotional state, kind of dictating your actions? What, what you if f- you're in? What if you're in an emotional state? Like I know you have your feelings about depression and anxiety. No, no, no. For, why? Just, just stop. Stop with that. Stop with that. We're having a conversation right here. So the emotional... What about the emotional state? What about a person's emotional state? What if they've gone through something or something's happened to them that's made them feel like they can't accomplish certain things like cleaning a house or making it to an appointment on time or being chronically late? What about a person's emotional state? That can play a role. As long as we're saying that it could play a role and it's not just, as you said, narcissism or they just don't care... I mean, it's not for some people no, no, no. that they I was, don't care. No, no, no,
0: I was, I was just getting clarification mm-hmm. on what you said. Mm-hmm. I didn't give my opinion. I just was asking for clarification on the things I thought. Okay, after everything that you said, I was like, okay, "Are these the two points that you were trying to make?" Mm-hmm. And you said yes. I'm like, "Okay, that's it. I, ha- I haven't, I haven't made a point. I haven't given an opinion yet."
1: Okay, well, I'm asking you what about the state of a person's emotions how How do you think that can affect their or their ability to be organized or their ability to live in chaos
0: It can have an effect it can have an, a large effect it can have a small effect it it's It's independent thing. I don't know how someone's i can't speak on how someone's emotions or um their what's the word what was the word that you used
1: Emotional state? Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't. I can't. Re, re, I can't speak on how someone's emotional state um, affects how they how they live their life. I, I don't know. I can, I can only speak on myself, um, and I can only speak on the people that I've that I've seen. Um, and I, I don't want to speak on people that I've seen because I don't know the whole story. But yes, it can have it can have effect on your life. Like people can be going through things, and um, they can be totally okay on the outside. And to the whole world, they can be okay. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside, they're they're just they're a mess. And that their 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 bedroom or could be a reflection of how they truly feel inside. Mm-hmm. That's possible, absolutely.
1: That's kind of that's kind of where I was going with it. That's kind of what I think. I think it's a reflection of what's going on with you internally when you can't keep your space. Clean, be it your house or your vehicle or your workspace, when you're unable to keep that organized and you're just completely disorganized, it's just a reflection of what's happening internally with you.
0: Well, see, now you're making a grandiose statement, and I I don't agree with that. I'm just saying it could be. That could be. Um, It also could be a reflection of who you actually really are you could just be a messy person you know you like there's the whole thing there's a thin line between uh, genius and insanity so i mean you could just be a messy person like you could be a mathematician that just writes things on paper and throws it behind you and just scribbles things on on it notes and just throws it behind you you could be living in that chaos and that just could be your the way you do things i don't know i mean it i know for me i can't work in an environment That Has a lot of noise and distraction So I like to work from home So that's why my place doesn't have a lot of noise and distraction Mm -hmm. Uh, I also know that uh, There's times where I get some of my best ideas While in moments of chaos So Sometimes I live in chaos I don't know But I I, I do manage to somehow clean it up At the end of the day
1: Well, for the sake of this argument, I'm speaking on people who potentially have mental health issues, not those people that are just a mess because they're a mess. I'm talking about people who are disorganized because there's something um, going on with them and their mental health that's causing them to not want to either be hygienic or keep their space clean or organize their lives. So that's kind of where I was going with it. Okay,
0: I, you asked me a question. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you here. I'm only, I'm only, you're, 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 you're leading me, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking
1: the bait. You're taking the bait. That's, that's
0: all. That's all I can tell you.
1: So I don't know. Some solutions I think for disorganization is to, I think taking inventory, taking inventory of your life and your stuff and kind of decluttering because clutter in itself is th- they consider people consider that they people whoever consider that a compulsive action that affects your emotional state when you have clutter in your life like it's a compulsive kind of like hoarding but how do you know you because like okay
0: when I come to your place, I'm just. Sometimes I've been just like disgusted. I'm like, I don't want to be here, mm-hmm. right? But you're like, what's wrong with it? It's fine. So how do you know? Like, how do you actually know that your your your, your place isn't is cluttered? Is because some people don't actually know. That's one. That's something that I've recognized is that sometimes people just don't even know. Because I know I've had p- stages in my life where uh, my life's just been a mess, and I didn't really recognize it until you know a period of time later when i'm looking back so i don't know is it possible that you're not aware of your life like is a mess and who's to say that your life is a mess just because you're you're not conforming to you know society standards Ah, poof beer conversation
1: (laughs) i think i think i clutter i think i have clutter Mm -hmm. um i think Sorry I think that's a given that I have clutter in my home In my space As I said at the beginning of the podcast I like to hide my Like disaster in pretty Boxes you've seen them Chests of suitcases and chests Like fancy suitcases and boxes that I got From Michael's and, and I hide All my stuff in there but when I'm not Well and I open those boxes And I start taking out that stuff and leaving it All over the place that To me is when the clutter gets to be too much but do i know that i have to declutter my life well since the bed bug incident uh, most of my stuff is still on the balcony it's yeah it's all that clutter is on my balcony and i have to now go through my clothes and that's the thing like keeping clothes keeping toys keeping kitchen stuff keeping paperwork like things that you generally don't need that's what clutter is it's things that you acquire that you don't want or you don't need right and i've got a ton of that at my house but it's the mental process of going through all of it Mm -hmm. i'd rather keep it in the boxes and not think about it and not look at it like i've got a portfolio of of pr work from 2007 like do i need it no but i just don't want to throw my stuff away And that in itself is one of those pulls, those mental pulls that's like, you got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. But what if you need it in like a year or what if you need it in two years or my clothes, for instance, I've had this dress since 2007. I'm never getting my 2007 body back, no matter how hard I exercise. That shit ain't happening. So why don't I get rid of the clothes that I don't need? Because I'm convinced I will wear it again. I will wear it again. I will fit into it again. Like I have convinced myself and it's, and I know it's not the right thing. I know I need to declutter my life. Like it doesn't help that I have like four closets in my, in my house. One of them is full of shoes that I can't wear anymore. Cause according to the, the ophthalmologist or not the ophthalmologist, the chiropodist, I can't wear four inch heels. I never could, you know, I never could, but I can't wear four inch heels anymore. So what are those boxes of shoes doing in my, my house? Give it away, you know, decluttering is is key and it's important and it's it's hard. Like it's hard. It's harder than one would think like you're a minimalist. Like to me, in my opinion, I find you to be a minimalist. There's not a lot of stuff in your house. You know, you've got all your essentials, everything you need and you keep things to a minimal. I am the other hand. I got stuff on stuff on stuff on stuff on stuff. And I need to learn to get rid of all of that stuff because it is hampering my progress and it is going to hamper my life. You know, there's certain things, you know, I keep my journals. That's fair because there are things I could reference in there, books. That's fair. Mm -hmm. But all the extra paperwork, awards or whatever the case may be, just general clutter, all that stuff on my ledge, birds and this, that and the other. Like, I don't need that stuff in my life. Yeah. And I got to learn... I have to actively force myself to declutter but even opening one of those boxes and seeing what's in them it reminds me of my crazy you Mm. know it reminds me of when I was not well yeah and I was storing things in my house picking up books from the those like standalone libraries that were in the neighborhoods and things I just don't need and it, it just reminds me of that crazy time that manic time in my life and it's it's stressful. It's a stressful thing. It brings on a bit of anxiety for me. Because I look at these items and every item has a memory. Every item has something that reminds me of where I was. Not necessarily where I am now, but where I was. And it's very challenging to let go of that. So I think one of the solutions definitely is taking inventory of your your stuff go from room to room see what you need and what you don't need put stuff away give stuff away you know shred that paperwork do whatever you need to do to declutter your life and also as I was saying to you before clutter is related to some of these mental health illnesses like OCD and mania and anxiety and depression even schizophrenia people who have these conditions tend to veer towards the avenue of clutter and keeping stuff and I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong I'm not judging Mm -hmm. but All I'm saying is, I know how hard it is to let go of things. And letting go is the main part. When you're organizing your life, you have to learn to let go. Let go of the things that are holding you back. That's all I'm saying. All right.
0: Sometimes you got to let go.
1: Sometimes you got to let go.
0: I'm totally okay with letting go. Uh, What else you got for me?
1: And it's not just your cluttered space. Okay.
0: What else is there?
1: Your cluttered mind. Oh, okay. Unhealthy thinking. Sometimes clutter will lead to that.
0: Yeah, you got to think (laughs) healthy.
1: You have to think healthy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Healthy thinking. You got to think healthy.
1: So... Negative thinking is one of the things I think that goes along with disorganization and I wanted to talk about that as well today. Okay. When you think negatively about yourself, your surroundings, your work, your home, your study, and just life in general, those could all be symptoms of having a mental health issue. I find you to be pretty positive. Um
0: that's cuz when I was going down a negative path um one of my mom's girlfriends was like, "Yo, you <laughs> need to be positive thinking." And I just recognized that. And just I've tried to be positive since then. That was like when I was like 17,
1: 18. So you used to have negative thinking patterns. Well, it's, it's
0: that age where you realize that you're a black man.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> no, that age. No,
0: no, no It's serious. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even like, it's not like a joke or anything. It's, no, it's, it's re- The reality is when you really realize, like, because my dad always like was like, you're black. You're different. like And I was like, yeah, hey, we're all equal. We're all the same. You know? Yeah. like Right? You know? And because uh, that's just pumped into you in school. But then, you know, it's that moment where you first get pulled over by a cop, you know, when you're mm-hmm. driving, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or that moment where you're in that store, and you recognize that someone is actively following mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. know, it's just those mo- those moments that happen in your life where um, you realize, oh, okay, it- you're different. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you just go into that state where you're like, oh, f- this is my life. Okay. And it's just like, I don't want to say depression, but I just say the reality hits Mm -hmm. and you start thinking of things and like, and they give things a negative connotation. Um, and when that happened to me, um, it was recognized by the people that care about Mm -hmm. me and they were like, you know, it's not that bad, you know, like, don't worry. Like, okay, you might have to, you know, work extra hard. You might have to deal with these obstacles, but yo, just you're breathing you're living you're experiencing something you know so just enjoy it you know and yeah so i kind of just took that and then over the years like yoga starting that kind of thing and just like yeah you know getting to that state positive, of headspace. positive, positive headspace you know sharing positive energy with a group of people in, in, a, in a class or whatever even doing it at home you know i don't know you just got to do things in your life that are positive and surround yourself with positive people. I find that like as an adult, you have to do things that make you happy, have a passion mm-hmm. um, and, or just have things that you're interested in and do those things. Cause other people are going to be doing them and the people that are doing them, they're interested in them as well. Yeah. So there's going to be always that positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know.
1: How does the way we think influence the way we feel in your opinion? How we, how
0: we think influence the way we feel. Oh, um, it's that whole half glass, empty, half full thing. I mean, if you think, uh, let's say you, um, you get, you got fired from your job, mm-hmm. you know, you could think of it as, oh no, I got fired from my job. I'm never able to do anything again. Oh my gosh. I'm this is terrible or you can look at it as okay I got fired today I probably shouldn't have been in that job in the first place <laughs> and something better is probably going to come along I mean it just depends on how you look at things uh and once you start looking things looking at things is always a positive in a positive nature I mean there's some things that are just not positive like you know mm-hmm. like we, and some things we've discussed on this on this platform like you know there's you know assaults and and abuse and those things, those things aren't positive, but you talked about something last week where you said you got to make that, make that circle of thing, the circle or
1: the circle.
0: I don't know. You said something about where you have to like look at the situation and say, it's not your fault. I don't know. You talked about it last week.
1: Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I think I remember what you're talking about.
0: Can you reference it?
1: Um, I think I was saying when it comes to things like sexual assault and, um, abuse, you have to look at it in a way where it's not your fault like you can't take blame for something that you couldn't you didn't have any control over especially when it comes to things like child sexual abuse you it's not your fault like you can't take on that blame and think to yourself you're responsible when it had nothing to do with you when you were too young to even understand what was going on in your life at the time Right. So um but there was an actual
0: you you, you used it use the term and you described it a certain way. I didn't want you to go into the details, but
1: okay. Whatever. Um and it's also about your thoughts impacting your mental health. Like when you don't have healthy thinking patterns, um, it does impact your mental health. Um a lot of people who have negative thought patterns potentially potentially have mental health issues. Um so whether it's subconscious or whoa. conscious, I can't
0: let you make that kind of blanket statement. Because,
1: because
0: potentially, uh, that's that's huge. Don't don't I? Whoa. I said potentially. We can't Because nah, everyone has uh, some negative thoughts at times. Like that's let's not let let's not like say that type. put that kind of thing out there. Nah. I'm
1: not ta- I'm not speaking on everyone in the world. I'm. I want to. F- Focus the lens on people with mental health issues that think negatively That's what I'm focusing the lens on So people with mental health issues that think negatively So that's including about their themselves They have a negative self-view They have negativity about their surroundings um, Their work life and their everyday life Those people potentially could have some mental health issues those are the people that I'm talking then addition,
0: about. Then you're saying they have additional additional challenges.
1: Additional, yeah, additional Cause, challenges.
0: Because if, if you're saying that those people might have mental health issues, challenges, then you're speaking on a, on a broader sense of a group of people that may not, which means you're talking about a large populace.
1: A large populace.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I, that, that's what that, that, that I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening today you're listening I'm listening yeah I'm I'm, I'm I'm. finding it I'm finding that I uh, That that's a skill that I'm, I, I need to develop a lot more well I mean it, I listen but like I just want to listen more
1: well seeing as I'm the one here and I have some negative self like unhealthy thinking patterns let's use me as an example okay okay so as for as long as I can remember I haven't always had a positive self image and I've I've I tend to off things around me. And we'll get into some unhealthy, um, unhealthy thinking styles in a little bit. But one of the biggest concerns with my mental health in the last year has been working with my therapist to get over the negative self-talk that I tell myself related to my sexual assaults. That it's my fault, that I was responsible that I could have done something to change things, you know, things of that nature. But sometimes so, sometimes Hold on, let me let me just finish. So, um what we implemented was a therapy called cognitive behavioral therapy. And it explores a person's thoughts, feelings and behaviors and how they impact everyday life. So, in combination with my therapist, I did two different types of exposure. And this is very good. This is a very good therapy for people who have negative thinking patterns because it helps you change the way that you think. That's the whole purpose of the therapy. It's been proven to be successful. It was successful with me. Um, so far, so good. You know, I still have a little bit of work to do in regards to some other issues, but it basically, I basically had to do some exposure therapy. And I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but I'm going to get a little bit into it now. Um, one of them was called in vivo exposure, where they used flooding. I had to kind of face my triggers and face the situation that was troubling me. And I went out into the world with my therapist and kind of, just an example, I would look guys in the eyes I I never used to be able to look a man in the eyes for fear that I was telling him, attack me. So I started looking at men in the eyes, having conversations with men, you know, being around men, you know, to make myself more comfortable. So that was the in vivo exposure flooding that we did. And then our imaginal exposure was when I had to listen, if you recall... I had to listen to, um, tell my story over and over again about what had happened and then listen to it in, on my personal time and kind of try to make that memory or that flashback into a memory. So that was the cognitive behavioral therapy that I went through and it helped me with my unhealthy thinking patterns. Like it was really very uh, like much a positive experience. So that's something people can do to help them with their negative thinking patterns if they can afford to.
0: So, little by little, through this therapy, you're able to, I guess, confront your fears of being in the presence of men. Yes. Okay. I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but not really... In, in those kind of details. Um Okay. Oh, that's that's I mean that's I have nothing really to say there. I mean Well it
1: took it took a couple of months and I as I said I'm much better now. Um I'm not gonna know if it completely worked until I have a sexual experience with a man, which I haven't had since um the exposure therapy happened. Um but It works if you work it, basically. So it's one of those therapies that I would recommend people doing if they're having unhealthy thinking patterns.
0: Now, sometimes with unhealthy thinking patterns, is it... Like, I know we're going along the lines of, you know, you're not at fault... For anything but isn't it some isn't sometimes sometimes the best thing to do is to actually take responsibility for what role you play or even if it's just a small role because like
1: I, that's big picture thinking and yes you're right yeah it is. I
0: think like, like sometimes it's like because I look at like sometimes even when there's situations where I'm like it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault When you you step take a step back and look at the bigger picture sometimes like i'm not talking about like child assaults and stuff like, that. like kids are defenseless they they're not at fault at all like let's don't i'm not a terrible person i'm not a monster <laughs> okay no you're not but i mean sometimes and then i say but uh but <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> but i'm talking with, with that with that kind of stuff excluded and all those the terrible things excluded like pick whatever your terrible thing is and exclude it like that whatever um But sometimes it's like you got when you look at the big picture, you got to look at. Okay, did I do? I did do something. Um, Whether that be I, I should have been here. I chose to be here, Mm -hmm. and this bad thing happened at where I where I was. Mm. You know, so it's not my fault that the bad thing happened where it happened. But I have to take responsibility in the fact that I was somewhere where I shouldn't have been. Yeah, that's like like, that's little, like, fair. Little, like little like little things like that. Like I mean, yeah. and, and like sometimes I think we get the wrong message when we say that I'm not at fault at all. You're not at fault at everything. You're not at fault. Like I I think sometimes no, we have to like take take a, take because once you take that little bit of responsibility and you say, hey, okay, you know what? This is where I was at fault for this. I this little piece here. I play this small role. This is a one or two percent responsibility in this 98 percent of this is not my fault but this small two percent is and once sometimes i feel like once you accept that two percent it makes it easier to really accept that 98 percent and say that you know that wasn't my role i didn't deserve that to happen to me
1: i think that's one of the unhealthy thinking patterns that i wanted to go into it's catastrophizing like when you blow what? things catastrophizing i did not
0: blow something up there.
1: When you when you blow things out of proportion when your part is really small, but you think it's really really big. And I think that when it comes to things like sexual assault, um I think women, as me as specifically, let's just go with me specifically, um I think I catastrophized the whole thing. And I'm I blew it out of proportion in my mind to the extent where it's like it was all my fault every part of it was my fault when only a small part of it was my fault. Like the actual assaults of themselves, those were not my fault, but putting myself in a position where I am somewhere where I'm not supposed to be that small part, that was my fault. So it's, it's learning how to see things in proportion to each other, you know? Um, That's really, really important. I find you to be an all-or-nothing thinker, though. Very black and white. And you think in the extremes a little bit sometimes.
0: If that's your opinion, I mean, I can't... I'm not going to say anything about your opinion. Uh, I don't share my opinion with anybody most of the time. Um, So you don't really see the Mm greys. But... Sure. I mean... Uh, do you
1: have gray areas?
0: I do. Uh but when it comes to the people in my the people that I let in my life and uh, I'm very black and white with that. Yeah. If you're not if I don't feel like you're a good person then simple, you're out of my life. If I feel that you're a good person, it could be there could be a scale on good pre- good people, but I'm not going to let you know my scale. I'm just you're either in or out. Like I'll do the I do all the processing in the background. Um, that's why it may appear that I'm black and white, but I I just do the processing in the back of my head and, in private because it's nobody else's business how I think, and you get the end result.
1: Do you ever find yourself overgeneralizing? What do you mean? Define that. Um, when you come to the general conclusion that. Because like all of women, one all event, women. yeah, like it's like oh, that's all or nothing, yeah, like. Or, but generalization no. is like, yeah, it's the same. It's similar. Um, when you come to the conclusion that based on one experience, yeah, like like, like nothing for me, like, go nothing's going right with, for instance, like, like, women, like, like, like
0: this whole like all women kind of thing, like yeah. If, if I were, if, if I've ever been on that tangent, um, do I do it or do I do I accept? What What was the question?
1: Again? Do you do you do that? Do you um, do you accept that you do that?
0: I don't think I do. If I do say it in conversation, uh-huh. uh, I'm just saying it in conversation. Do I actually think that way? And are my actions? Do my actions reflect that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, the only generalized things that I'm I'm firm on are my boundaries,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like so I'll make about myself so I'll make generalizations okay I'm not doing this type of thing and that's part of my boundaries and Mm -hmm. whether that's like in the business world in the um, personal personal world world, whatever like then I'll make a generalization and I'll stick with it like if I say you know what I'm not drinking whiskey I'll just make a generalization I'm not drinking Mm -hmm. whiskey that's that's a general blanket statement Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I'll go with it
1: I find that I do mental filtering a lot. And that's when you filter out the negative or you filter out the positive uh, for the sake of the negative. Um, I try not to do it as much as I used to, but I always find... It's like if someone compliments you and they're like, oh, your hair looks really good today. And you're like, mm, I just put some product in it. No big deal. No big deal. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I filter out the positive positive. Um, and I let the negative in, you know, someone says, you have your, your outfit's really nice today. Mm, It's no big deal. I just, I, you know, I just threw it on. It's nothing special, you know? So I, I find that I do some, a lot of mental filtering. Um, I'm trying not to, and it's, and it is like things like taking a compliment, being able to take a compliment, take the positive in with the negative. Um, and, uh, I, I, find that very, very challenging, not so much as I used to. And now I'm like, you know, I'm fabulous all by myself. Who cares? Um, but, like, before it was very, very challenging.
0: Uh, no, I'm cool. I, you're uh, cool? I take everything with stride. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Like, that's truly it. Truly
1: appreciate it. No, because I do.
0: You took the time to say something. I, I appreciate you. The, as long as you don't say to me, you're brave. You say you're brave. Those are fighting words. And, <laughs> and we're going to have it out. And you're not, you're not going to know what hit you. Like,
1: do you ever jump to conclusions? Um... Which is technically mind reading. So conclusions about a person or a situation or... I like to create them in my mind and then see if I'm right. hmm I like doing that. Creating the situation in your mind and seeing... Like, playing it out in your head? Like, I like...
0: I like making a judgment call in my mind and then... Then approaching the situation and seeing if I was right. But, like, I go into the situation with an open open mind. But, like, I know I made this judgment call just, just for shits and giggles. Like, just... Like if I meet someone new, I'll be like, um, "Oh, this person's, this person likes orange, and uh, they work in an office."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll just be like, let's play with that
1: and see what happens. Let's see what happens. Like, oh my goodness! But, but that's just
0: kind of like I'm like I like living in the moment now. Like I try mm-hmm. kind of just I'm, I don't like getting all because I realize that everyone has those those thoughts where they get all caught up in their mind. Like we all have mm-hmm. those thoughts. We all have those. We all feel um, nervous. We all, you know, we're getting anxious under certain situations. So if we're all feeling this way, then you know what? I'm just going to try and go the opposite and just enjoy the moments.
1: For me, emotional reasoning can be a problem when it comes to my personal life. And that's making um, your feelings, thinking your feelings are facts. And we've talked oh. about this before. We've oh. talked about this before. Oh my goodness! Feelings is fact. Your feelings are fact. I feel this. I, I feel, feel this. So Me a fact.
0: Me a fact. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I do that emotional reasoning stuff you with think? a lot. You I think? do. Okay. All I right. do do that emotional reasoning stuff with a lot, or I think I do that emotional reasoning stuff with Papa Dainty a lot. Um, I think I do. Um, I think I do. No, you. Do say it with me. Yeah, I I do. Yeah, good. I good. do. Um and I'm trying my best not to. And it's it's about progress, not perfection, people. Progress.
0: Always finding excuses, you see.
1: Whatever. It's not an excuse. It is I, an excuse. It was it was so cute. They had an event at the house the other day and he asked, um, is Onika coming? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's special. Maybe my feelings aren't facts. Maybe what I'm thinking he's thinking about me, because I'm jumping to conclusions as well, are not actually based in fact. Uh, so we'll find out more about uh, that at Christmas time. Uh, um Crimea River Should statements: should ought must
0: Oh don't: Do get You you should all me. over your life? I should, I should no.: You don't should all over your life?: No, nah, I, I look at my life this way. Am I better than I was last year? Amen And that's it. That's it. Personal growth. I'm not out here. I'm in my own lane. I'm not, I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm not Mm. trying to accomplish anything that you've accomplished. Um, actually the best example of that was, uh, someone that I look at and I'm like, this guy's accomplished is Joe Rogan, right? Like I look at him as a very accomplished guy, you know, TV stuff, um, his podcast, his comedy, everything's accomplished. And I, I went to his show in Toronto and he comes out and he's like, this is the biggest uh, audience I've ever played in front of and I don't think this guy's a super accomplished guy and he's walking out saying this is the biggest audience so there's always there's always something else that you can always attain there's always something in your personal story mm-hmm. um, no matter what anyone else is looking at so mm-hmm. I mean pff, live your life live it in your own lane and you'll accomplish whatever you accomplish when you accomplish it
1: I learned that from you of all the people in my life that I've learned about not shooting and musting and odding all over my life I've learned that from you. Living in the moment, um, being proud of the accomplishments that I've I've had and the achievements that I've I've made and the strides that I've made, and not saying I should. I'm 35. I should be married with kids and a house and a job and you know I should be doing this in life. I should be traveling the world. I should. All of that stuff is gonna come in its own time, as my mama always says. Everything in its own time. So I try not to should all over my life though i think i used to do i used to personalize things a lot um so if something occurred in my life or in just something that wasn't necessarily in my control i would make it my own fault like it would be my fault like i could give the example of and it was kind of my fault but um when me and my sister stopped talking and i didn't want to give her space to like do her own thing and i was just so convinced that like we would never speak again and i was it was just awful and it was all my fault and i couldn't there the, there were things going on in the background in her life that were out of my control and so for me to think that this awful thing that i'm never going to talk to her again was me personalizing you know personalizing the situation
0: that situation was your
1: fault it was it uh, was 100 it was, 100, 100, was my fault after
0: 100 was your fault
1: no but the part after it where i personalized and said that we're never gonna talk again she's never gonna forgive me i don't know what's going on in her head oh yeah, yeah. i don't know what's going on with her yeah she's going through her own stuff in her own life yeah. and when she's ready when she was ready she reached out to me and now we're good You know what I mean? But I personalized it to the point where it was keeping me up at night. It's all about me. It's all about me. Yeah, that's what what personalizing is. (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it is. Personalized. Not a license plate. And the last one I want to talk about is labeling. It relies on the premise that you are what you do. So... You are what you do and as my mother so would say you're you, are sleeping around, you
0: are the company you keep That's another one as well
1: Yeah you are what you do and you are the company that you keep So if you're Sleeping around are you A loose person Does that make you loose Or if you're If you lost your job Does that make you a failure
0: I think those are two Different things
1: Completely It's just two examples, two random examples. Okay, if you're talking about random examples. No, just two random examples because, you know, you know the label. People will say things like slut or whore or or tramp, you know, based on the activities of a person. But that's labeling and that's not right. You know, you don't know what's going on in that person's life that they're doing what they're doing or why they're doing what they're doing that you're labeling them. And sometimes you mislabel because you don't have all the information.
0: I think this is a sticky topic because sometimes labels are appropriate and sometimes they're required and sometimes they are not and there's no clear, uh, way of identifying or coming to a consensus on which labels, uh, are appropriate. Well, there's a few that are appropriate that we can, um, that we can are we we are happy with in as a society as a whole like um sex offender label um mm-hmm. we're okay with you know the, the 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 um the the convicted felon criminal um label mm-hmm. we're okay with the label of mommy we're okay with the label of daddy mm-hmm. we're okay with the label of you know brother sister um lawyer doctor we're okay with those labels um, things get sketchy when you start putting in, you know, the mental health label. Um, you know, some people, you know, cause there's, there's a wide spectrum of mental health and, you know, some people that just suffer from maybe, um, something as, as small as anxiety, um, get offended when they're grouped in together with somebody that's suffering from, you know, um, I don't know what's another, other, what's uh, the a lot, other end of personality,
1: personality disorder. disorder,
0: you're right. You know, like, um, or someone who, um. Uh, is suffering from addiction um, you know sometimes being lumped in with uh, mental health it, 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 it's sometimes they feel like no that's not the same some people say no it is the same they're they're related you know like some labels we don't we don't want to be associated with or when we are um, we want an asterisk beside them I mean I don't know like our labels it all depends like I mean some of them are good some of them are bad some of them are, are not appropriate I mean things change over time. Like, I mean, I saw a recent article, um, uh, not an article. I saw an image, um, that, um, showed a, a, I think it was a jet or, or, um, essence magazine cover from like the fifties or something mm-hmm. like that. And it, it said the word Negroes in it, right? Like mm-hmm. you put that out today. That's a nah. title. That's how you can't use today, right? That's a label you can't use today. But so I don't know, like labels come, they go. I don't know. I really, I, it's something that, it's really tough because some of them are acceptable and some of them aren't and time with the times changing, you know, like who knows one day we unite like the nuclear family label. That's offensive to some people today, Mm -hmm. you know, like really? I mean, so I don't know. I don't know.
1: I think when it, when it comes to labeling, I think the challenge lies in, like you said, um, people being mislabeled. Um, you're not always what you do. You kind of are who you are, and when someone puts a label on that, it could be, like you said, offensive. Um, well, no, it's also, it
0: also could be offensive when, you know, the label's f- factual. Yeah, it <laughs> could be just or, as offensive when it's factual. Like, when someone's labeling you as something that you are, or based on the, based on your actions, someone's labeling you based on your actions, you might feel offended, but no, that's an actual, that's a, that's a representation of who you really are.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, with some of these unhealthy thinking styles, I think it's important that people, um, and this is something I've done in the past as well, come up with a thought journal, like you're monitoring your thoughts, seeing where the negativity is coming from, and what's triggering you and what's causing you to think the way that you do. Um, and it just to kind of examining yourself and examining your thoughts, I think is really very, very important. Um, there's so many different negative thinking patterns, we only covered a few today, um, but If you're experiencing any one of these, I'm not saying you have mental health issues. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that um, you got to kind of find a way to turn the negative into the positive. And if you do have mental health issues and you're experiencing negative thought patterns, consult your nearest doctor. um, See if you could get into some cognitive behavioral therapy. It worked for me. Um, it could work for you. There's so many different types of thought therapies that are out there, um, to change your, your, the way you think and the way you feel about yourself, because at the end of the day, the way you think is going to affect the way that you feel about yourself and the way that you feel about the world around you. So, um, with that said, that has been the dish of the day um jr uh, if anyone wants to reach out to us and tell us about some of their negative thought patterns or if you need help organizing your life i'm pretty decent at it when i'm well so i can give you some tips and tricks if you need to um but other than that jr please tell them how they can reach us
0: or share with us how you got over your yeah your situation yeah because we like that too we want to share that with others this is all about you know sharing information and yeah. sharing knowledge You're right anyway, so um yeah you can reach us at dish d-y-s-h at dainty dot com uh that's the email address you can email there you can also uh check onika out and more of her opinions and see what more things she's saying and what she's doing on her website onika dot com you can check out uh what she's doing through her view her lens see who we've had on see put faces the people that we have on the podcast through her uh, Instagram at best of Onika and you can check her out on Twitter at Onika Dainty Uh, you can check me out on Instagram I've always got something new going on maybe possibly you never know if someone captures a photo best of JR you know uh, and yeah that's about it we thank you so much for listening we truly appreciate you if you're listening to us on apple podcast give us a
1: five you deserve five thank
0: you so much if you're listening to us on any other platform youtube uh soundcloud thank you so much we truly 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 appreciate you thank you for listening we truly enjoy your feedback uh and we will keep doing this as long as we keep getting good feedback thank you
1: thank you that has been as i said the dish of the day i hope you all have yourselves a very 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 happy hump day